Hello, I'm Joe Pavia, and thanks for listening to my podcast, Station to Station. The podcast revisits radio interviews I conducted and news stories I covered early in my career. You can find blogs and photos on my website, joepavia.com. This episode features my 1990 interview with Clarence Clemens, the original saxophone player for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Test, 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 check, one, two, check, check. Coming down in three, two, one. I was given orders ahead of that interview with Clarence Clemens that I was not supposed to ask about Bruce Springsteen or the E Street Band. They wanted the interview to focus on Clemens' new dance album, A Night with Mr. C, and an upcoming tour that would see him play at Lulu's Roadhouse in Kitchener, Canada. But Clemens did mention his longtime bandmates, including this time when I asked him what his musical set was going to be at the Lulu show. Well, the show encompasses everything from the first album to, to the present album, and a few of my favorite cover songs, uh, and also some songs by Bruce Springsteen. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember him well. <laughs> by 1990, I knew who Bruce Springsteen was. Initially, I knew the music of Bruce Springsteen through the hits played on top 40 AM radio stations. I knew songs like Born to Run, Prove It All Night, Badlands, and Hungry Heart. But I credit my buddy Murray for introducing me to the album cuts of Springsteen's music. In our senior year of high school, during a weekend out-of-town visit to his sister and brother-in-law's place, Murray introduced me to all of the albums Springsteen had released at that point, from Greetings from Asbury Park to The River. Those albums and the stories Murray heard about the band were our soundtrack for that weekend. It was the first time as well I heard the song Jungle Land and the 2 minutes and 20 seconds sax solo played by Clarence Clemens. Mesmerized may not be the best word to describe how I felt after listening to that solo, but the song connected with me somehow. And usually when I connect with work by an artist, I I wish I could call them on the phone and talk to them about it, tell them how great I thought it was, or ask them more about their vision heading into the piece they created. And I would eventually have Clarence Clemens on the phone years later after that high school weekend, but I didn't ask because of the order. Ronnie, his manager, wanted me to focus on the upcoming show at Lulu's Roadhouse, home at the time to the world's longest bar, and she was going to be on the phone listening to our conversation. But there was a problem with the phone line. I called the manager at her Los Angeles office and she connected me to Clarence, but the three-way phone line was not broadcast quality. So Clemens took the radio station number and said he would call me back, much to the objections of Ronnie, the manager, who was set to cancel the interview. She kept saying no to Clarence, but Clarence Clemens didn't listen to her, and he called me back. So I hit record on the reel-to-reel machine for take two of the interview, and we started to talk. I should point out that I did stick to the plan and focused on him, and not Bruce Springsteen or the E Street Band, and missed my opportunity to ask about Jungle Land. But as I mentioned, he raised the issue twice, the time when I asked him about his set list, the other time was what I thought was a simple question. Here's my 1990 interview with Clarence Clemens. Clarence, you've been a really busy guy. You, uh, busy, well, the past couple of years working on your album, uh, coming off successful tours, I mentioned with uh, Bruce Springsteen and the All-Stars of Rock with Ringo Starr. Yeah. And, you know, you're headlining your own stuff. You know, you plan on going back into the studio. Guy, you're busy. Are you having fun at doing this? That's, that's why I do it, man, because I enjoy it. This is my life, and uh, I'm very fortunate to, to have a, 
occupation that I really enjoy and uh, I look forward to every day. Uh, it's creative, that creative juice start to flow. You got to roll with it, you know. So now I'm I'm in a very uh, creative point in my life, uh, which is which is fantastic with the uh, way my life has been shaped up lately. Uh, this is opportunity it has afforded me. This the breakup with Bruce and the East Street Band thing has has afforded me an opportunity to to go out and really become find Clarence Clemens and become Clarence Clemens. Uh, and not uh, uh, a backup player in a rock and roll band. It was that answer that reminded me of the line in Bruce Springsteen's eulogy where he said Clarence Clemens was a work in progress, a major project. Clemens was 48 at this point when we spoke and had been playing the sax since a very young age. This would be the first time in a long time that he had to lead the band instead of being the backup player, as he put it. What's it like leading a band around your sax? Uh, around your sax sound as opposed to uh, sidelining or a saxophone around a guitar? Well, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a great responsibility, and it's, it's, it's joy for me because I really enjoy it. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, it was like when you when I was playing with uh, with someone else, all I had to do was just show up and play. But now you got to show up and you got to think, you know, and, and, and about what, you, what you're doing and, and uh, really uh, form something and, and, and put together a show. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's another creative part of, 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 of this business that I really like. Well, you know, your, your saxophone sound is so distinct. How does someone get to have a distinct sound like that? It, I guess it comes to uh, you know, 38 years of dedication to it, you know. It becomes a part of my, it's a part of my life, you know. It's, it's an extension of myself. It, it is me. And uh, it, that sound just has grown along with me as I as I as I've grown up, and uh, it just became a it's just a part of my whole being. Uh, so this this actually is an extension of me. Well, did you ever one day get up and th- and say, "Nah, I don't want to play the saxophone anymore. Go do something else." I did that for a year. Oh yeah. When I was growing up, when I um, I thought I had a, a fish market when I was growing up, and uh, I had to work. I had to and then when I wasn't working, I had to practice the saxophone. So while all the other guys were out finding what girls were about and all that stuff and, and baseball and stuff, I was either cleaning fish or practicing saxophone. So I couldn't give up both of them, so I, <laughs> I gave up the saxophone for a while. I didn't, I, I didn't like it that much. I wasn't inspired until I did hear King Curtis. When my Uncle Herbert bought me an album, a King Curtis album, I listened to it. And, uh, and I picked the horn up again and got back into it. Do you still have that album? Uh, no, I don't. I, I, you know, I don't even remember which one it was because I, I got into so much stuff. The, 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 uh, live at live at uh, at uh, the Fillmore was is, is another one. Of, is is one of my favorite albums with the uh, Soul Serenade on it. And, uh, then also there were other inspirations like Gotham Barbary, You know, later on in life, where I really really loved to. Well, when you were growing up in Norfolk, Virginia, were you inspired by a saxophone player? Well, King Curtis has always been my inspiration, and uh, growing up in a very religious background, you don't get a chance to, I didn't get a chance, I didn't grow up with rock and roll, you know, I didn't get a chance to listen to it a lot, but uh, um, through my spiritual background, and singing in the church choir, was my musical skills developed, uh, basically, and to transfer that into the saxophone was pretty simple for me.
feeling of warmth, a feeling of love is transmitted when I when I play. So uh, that's that's a part of my sound. Uh, the gospel group was called the Family Four, which yeah. later became the Family Five. Uh, right. What was that like? That was great, you know, and uh, I still have some of those same emotional feelings when, that when I play sometimes as I did when I was singing in those gospel songs. Uh, the, you feel the, the lightness in the soul and the, and the warmth and, the, and the, 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 the flower blooming inside your heart. It's, it's just a wonderful feeling. And uh, so I, I kind of, you know, I, I still enjoy that, you know. I saw you twice with... Uh uh, Springsteen in Toronto, and both times you got the most cheers at Exhibition Stadium. Oh uh, well, I got a lot, of, lot of friends, man, around the world, and this is a wonderful thing to to be appreciated. And uh, I want all my fans to know I appreciate them as much as they appreciate me. And it's, it's the yin yang in life. I went to the show at Lulu's Roadhouse Bar in Kitchener and met Clarence backstage, gave him some radio station swag, and had my photo taken with him. Then I met his manager, Ronnie, who thanked me for focusing the interview on Clarence. I never mentioned that he spoke of Bruce in the band, and I even had my photo taken with her, too. And then I watched the show. He called the group of musicians he was with the West Coast edition of the Red Bank Rockers. Now, I can't remember if he played any music from his new dance album at the time, One Night with Mr. C., but I do remember he did play Glory Days from Springsteen's Born in the USA album and a 1985 hit he had with Jackson Brown, the song You're a Friend of Mine, which he also appeared in the video. Outside of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, he did have an impressive resume of backup work he did with other artists, including Aretha Franklin and his last solo piece with Lady Gaga on her 2011 tune, Edge of Glory. You can read more about the Clarence Clemens interview and check out a photo at JoePavia.com. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Station to Station. I have posted my podcast to SoundCloud and iTunes. You can also listen on the website, and that's where I've posted blogs and stories of assignments I've covered and photos I've taken. You can also sign up to have new stories emailed to your inbox. Thanks, and see you on the next podcast.